Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers. We love it when you join us as we work together to raise our education level on building, marketing, and running our float centers. As always, you can find us on all the social medias at at Art of the Float, and visit us on artofthefloat.com to find show notes, links, pictures, all that good stuff online. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my wife, Sandra Calm, and I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville. Hi, Amy. And Hi. Yeah. Tonight's episode is building bridges with other float centers. And um, and a little bit about burning bridges too, to be quite quite honest. But that's not not what we're after. We might hear a few of those stories, but uh, we want to know how do we network with other float centers and how do we how do we work it when um, maybe it's not coming naturally. So we'll be talking about that. And before we move on, just a few little bit of housekeeping here. First, just want to shout out to our latest Patreon supporters. We've got Dad Splaining. I'm not sure that was uh, the name his parents gave him uh at birth but dad splaining thank you so much love your love your cosign or your uh your moniker there and seth beersner uh thank you so much for your support really appreciate it if anybody else is interested in supporting this podcast it's patreon.com forward slash art of the float thank you guys so much and we also want to give a shout out to float helm these guys opened a float center, I think about seven years ago, and they decided that the software that they were using wasn't quite up to snuff for what they were doing. I went, I think one of the first complaints I heard was that the clock didn't go over 24 hours. So if you wanted to schedule a float, a midnight float, which these guys were doing, it, they couldn't do that. So that was just one of the things among, I think, the many gripes that they had that caused them to want to start their own uh, software, scheduling software. And it's become so much more than just scheduling software at this point, which includes all, all sorts of things that you can find out when you go to floathelm.com and schedule a tour and uh, just see exactly all the things that Floathelm can do for you. So again, floathelm.com is where you want to go. Amy, how are you doing this week? I'm doing so much better than last week. How, Thank how you come? so What's going much. So, well? so, you know, last week... Uh, when we were recording, I had just been diagnosed, literally, probably if only a few hours ahead of time, with, with pneumonia. And uh, I thought I was feeling great. I fe- figured yep. out the reason I was feeling okay was because I was so drugged up. But you know how you <laughs> kind of think you feel good in the moment, and later you're like, oh my gosh, why did I think I was okay? Bottoms um, up. I do. So I yeah, do. it's good stuff. Um, so yeah, so I'm on the mend, and you know we had a little break here with Thanksgiving. Uh, I think I've mentioned it before that at Float Nashville, we actually close Thanksgiving Day, and we also close the day after. We close Black Friday. Wait a tick, wait a tick, wait a tick. Uh, I, I no. got to talk with you midweek. <clears throat> My understanding was that you did not have a relaxing <laughs> feed up. <laughs> Just well, you know. I run a float center. You're familiar with this, right? I am. I am. Yeah. So, you know, the <laughs> entrepreneur spirit. So my doctor told me. I just had to do bed rest, but on Thanksgiving, um, I could go out to have lunch. But if I felt tired or weren't run down, I just had to, you know, sit and rest. So I didn't, you know, I, I did exactly what I was told. But in between the feeling tired and the and the, the exhaustion or, you know, that you have when you just don't feel well, um, we did have a lot of maintenance and things to do because we're trying really hard to get everything up to snuff at Float Nashville before, you know, Float Alchemy opens in the next month or so. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so, you know, it never ends. That's so amazing, Amy. <laughs> but <laughs> Your you know, time I, utilization. But but I think you enjoyed it. That's that's one I, thing I, did. I remember. It's like you felt good. Like I got something yeah. done. I got business done. I won't have to worry about this while I have fifty plates spinning right now. It's just thirty, and <laughs> nobody's in the flow center right now. So that's great. Isn't and, that the most yeah. amazing thing that? You can't get, uh, sorry for my language, you can't get shit done because your no. business is open all the time. And uh, <laughs> you, 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 you can't get in to do, I, I have a little rubber flap on our old Floatarium float tank that has needed to be glued down for, I'm guessing, six months, but it might be even longer than that. And I haven't had a long enough window of time to seal it, let it dry, and, you know, let it, uh, I don't know, degauss or, or uh, the smell you know, right. go away. Yeah. So I, I don't understand how I'm supposed to do this. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I it feel it should yeah. have been Turkey day for me. <laughs> should have been there. Well, you know, it's like for us, we have, you know, we've, we put in a new tank, we've gotten some, some lighting changes, we've made some adjustments to the room and I wanted to get some new pictures because yeah. the pictures online are, are incorrect. And every, mm-hmm. all my staff was complaining. They didn't have a lot of pictures for social media. So, 
I thought, well, this is the only day I can go in. No one's cleaning. There's no deep clean, so I don't have to, like, work around benches and crap that are pulled out. Mm -hmm. And it had to be done, and it was the only time to do it. But I got a ton done, uh, felt so productive, and my staff is happy. And, you know, at the end of the day, that makes me happy. When they're happy, I'm happy. There is so much truth to that. (laughs) Yeah. Helps, helps me sleep at night. Hey, yeah. by the way, uh, uh, your business partner does support us on the podcast, which means you do have access to a lot of pictures that you can use. I, I know do. you want original pictures of your float tanks, but I'm just saying, if well, you, you know support us people... on autothefloat.com forward slash Patreon. Then you're... <laughs> <laughs> smooth, Dylan. Really smooth. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we do. We do have access. And Mark is kind enough to uh, download those for us. I, I've seen uh, you using those. And yeah, we've used a few of those. But my staff is like, we need pictures of the new tank. Mm-hmm. Um, because we don't want anybody being surprised. They came in, they booked the escape oh, pod, yeah. they come in and wait, that's not an escape pod. Good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so our, our escape pod is, is, uh, getting some maintenance and we'll, we'll find its new home here, uh, soon, probably in the next location. But, cool. uh, yeah, so we just keep moving. It's musical tanks at my place right now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so yeah, we're keeping busy and, you know, despite that, it was very restful because when I felt tired, I laid down. I didn't feel guilty mm. about it. Good. You, oh. Yeah. So did so do you get some rest? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I have no problem kicking my feet up and taking a break. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I gorged. I loved it. I sat at the kids' table, which was a blast. And my baby girl <laughs> ate all sorts of random crazy foods. Had three poops that night. It was awesome. Uh, what is it? You know, I worked so hard to get away from the kid table growing up, and now all I want to do yes. is go back. Yep, that's the truth of it. Yeah, the adult conversations, I listened to a few of those. I wanted no part of that. I wanted no part of those. Those <laughs> We're pretending to have this, the these conversations. No, 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 the kid's table, it's all honest. It's all good stuff. Fart jokes are okay <laughs> and encouraged. At least they don't stifle me from making them, I guess is what I'm getting at. So, True. yeah, it's it's way better. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Now, you were open on Black Friday, right? Yeah. And I saw some sales stuff going on. You did? Yep. Yeah. How was um, your Black Friday? Yeah, this this was a, an interesting learning experience. Uh, and I wish I could definitively say, like, Yes, we knocked it out of the park or, oh, man, we swung and we we whiffed it on this one. Like there's a we need to completely regroup. Um, but, you know, we approached this uh, from, I think, a different angle than I think a lot of other float centers might approach it. And there's some things that I'd be curious what our listeners think. And I'd be curious what you think as well. But um, so, yes, we did a Black Friday sale. Um, we did 25 percent off, which, um, you know, I was thinking we would do 20 and 25 really just felt like, you know what, this is a Black Friday sale. This is a big thing. But uh, we wanted to make it easy on our people. So we didn't just want it to be Black Friday. We extended it Friday through Monday. So there wasn't a big rush to it, which is funny because it's like we're taking care of our uh, potential customers. And at the same time, we are not creating the FOMO that is like, oh, geez, I got to click that buy button right now. So it, um, it's funny, just human psychology, right? It's just this funny thing. And uh, so that might have bit us a little bit by just keeping it open for several days. Could potentially have helped us as well. Uh, hard hard to say, right? Um, let's see here. Beyond that, uh, the Facebook ads that we did were, um, we did one that was geared towards people who like our page and then one that was geared towards just uh, around the float shop uh, zip code. And, uh, you know, people who might like wellness, uh, maybe yoga, that, that those kind of things, spa, um, meditation, that, those kind of general interests. But uh, the link took you directly towards um, the purchase page. So you didn't get to research. So for our people, we had a picture of a customer in a robe and a mug laughing, just having a good time. Because the people who like our page, they already know what we do, right? I don't have to put, and this is funny because you, you were talking about this last week. Does every picture need to be of somebody floating? Well, this one was great because I didn't feel any obligation to, to show somebody floating one more time. Um, and then we did two ads uh, outside, uh, and each of those was of somebody floating. So uh, with that being said, it just, again, took you right to the purchase to gift card link. So they didn't it didn't give them the research opportunity, which is... Uh, perhaps another swing and a miss there, or another, I, I'm not quite sure on that one. Yeah. 
And you know I have to ask. So which ad did you get more response on? Yes. um, I guess I'll just put both of them up. Uh, So so technically we had three, one internally and then two externally. And the one with, um, actually, uh, this is, uh, so we're going to have a surprise photo set coming out midway through December. Um, Her name is Sorche. She was at the float conference and uh, she is looking right at the camera and it's just this absolutely eye-catching photograph um, that got a ton of uh, clicks. The other one, we we made like a single color, like it had this purple tinge to it, had font on it that said there was a sale, and um, the floater, maybe maybe it was a little more difficult to understand that she was floating, maybe not, not 100% sure. I still think it was a really pretty shot, but clearly the other one was catching eyeballs. I think, you know, when you're scrolling down your page, it'd be hard not to take a second take on that, that image. And how were sales uh, from the warm the ad to the warm audience as opposed to the ads to the cold audience did you was there could you tell i'm not sure how it was how you could measure it probably went to an not your site yeah i i don't know um i can definitely tell you that we paid more for the people who were outside so for one it was a boosted post and for the other one we were paying a few bucks per click that's for sure uh that i mean could you think of a higher time that people are paying for the advertising on social media so we were, we were paying for those click-throughs, um, and uh, in the end, I think it was worth it. I think, I mean, especially if they make a purchase, it's, it's certainly worth it, but um, I don't think everybody did, but it still adds up to being, to being worth it. Um, I, now, again, these are gift cards, so it's not like just everything's 25% off, stock up for yourself. It kind of is incentivized for you to, to think about these as gifts. And part of that was because we want to boost memberships, right? We don't just want to do thousands and thousands in sales on dirt cheap floats where those people are then stocked up for the rest of the year. We want those recurring payments and that security of knowing that draw is going to be coming out every month. That has made a huge impact on our on our business since we launched the single membership. And I, I won't talk about that anymore because I've talked about it plenty in these episodes. Um, so that's why we steered away from that. And I think we saw the financial impact of it. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. And, you know, we'll still want to go gung-ho on the holidays here. We've got a really fun um, marketing plan that'll be launched in December. I'm stoked about that. But uh, Black Friday, I was, for all the effort that we put into it, you know, not, not a huge win. But did we make a few extra bills? Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and, you know, we have information and, and some more materials for next year. So, you know, Black Friday is tough to get heard. And I was going to ask you if you saw if you saw a, a an increase in what you were paying per click because yeah. I'm doing a an ad right now for my event coming up, our open house, our annual open house is coming up next Sunday. And I was checking it out today, making sure everything was going all right. And I am paying a per click price that I have never seen mm-hmm. before. Yep. Uh, now that said, it's still 68% under average. So I don't feel bad about oh. it, but <laughs> it, I was just, I have to admit, even I had a little bit of sticker shock that, you know, it's like, wow, things are really getting affected right now. And I have a feeling yeah. this holiday season, we're going to see that a lot. So if you are, if you have a budget for your holiday ads, make sure that you got a little extra padding in there this year. Mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling it's going to get a little crazy for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, cyber sales were up higher than ever this Black Friday weekend. Like, it is increasing a crazy amount. People are getting savvier and savvier about, you know what, I'm going to stay in my slippers and do my shopping from here. There's no need to line up outside of Walmart to get a cheap 4K TV. I can go on to Amazon and do the same thing. So, uh, and, and actually, I bet you Walmart has the same deals online these days. Um, I, I don't know that for sure, but I bet they're getting savvy to that as well. So yeah, all of those people are also advertising. Um, I can't go on Facebook without seeing the last thing I looked on Amazon showing up on my feed, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> excuse me. So the competition is definitely getting fierce. With that being said, uh, a local newspaper, not, not a major newspaper, but kind of the, the free newspapers that go around. Um, I think I still think it's a, a good quality paper wanted. Um, I think it's $250 for us to be in their gift buying ad, uh, section. Mm-hmm. And it was like, ah, that's not a lot of money. But at the same time, when I think about Facebook ads, I was like, oh, $250 gets me a lot of bang for the buck in Facebook advertisements, which just says to me, like, it's a very smart and effective way to be advertising, a place to be advertising. And um, 
just that scatter shot effect that you get, you know, it depends. If you just want to get your logo out there and kind of have that effect of people seeing your logo in several places and, and making that connection, it could be that effective thing. But really driving people into your your landing page of your site and, and eventually making that purchase man, Facebook is just so effective and the bang for the buck is so good. Well, when you think about it, if you have a newspaper, so you read the newspaper, you have to remember what you read to look it up later. There's an extra step in there. And in this world, I know that my life is insane right now. And I can barely remember what I did, you know, five minutes ago. It's really getting bad. So Mm -hmm. I know that if I read something in a paper, even if I make a mental note that, hey, I want to check that out later, um the chances are pretty slim that I'm going to make that next step. So it's so, you know, maybe get some recognition, but yeah, for bang for the buck, uh, doesn't, also, it doesn't drive like it used to, at least not it, for it's, us. It's also hard to say like, who's actually looking at that mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, yeah. even if it's the Oregonian, there are major newspaper here, who's opening to that section and going to actually look at it. They can't track that. Right. It's just the right. scattershot, especially with the free newspapers. When I was growing up, um, I loved going to get some coffee and reading these, these newspapers, but who isn't reading just online these days? Every cafe has Wi-Fi. Like the readership must be down so much. On Facebook, they can track exactly. You spent two dollars and sixty-five cents to bring one person to your website. Like that's it, a one-to-one. You know exactly what you paid for. So it, it's really hard to, to compete with that when when we're talking about print versus specifically Facebook ads. For sure. Um, and just one other small thing about that um, was that uh, it was. A little bit more women than men. Uh, I would say enough to be considered statistically significant and also um, well over 30. And I think even once we got to the 40s, that's really the people that were clicking through. And I Mm -hmm. thought that was really interesting. Um, And I'm curious if that has more to do with the money or just our demo that we attract at the shop. I was going to say, is that different from what you normally see in your ads? Um, You know what? I'd have to jump in and take a closer look, to be quite honest with you. Um, I think we do normally get younger people going through that, but you know what? I think um, you're going to have to remind me. I'm going to have to get back to you next week on that one. I'm sorry. It's a good, no, that's no a very problem. good question. I should have asked that I'm myself. Just curious, yeah. curious. You know me. Mm-hmm. I like my numbers. Yep. Yes, you do. Oh, so that was that. And again, maybe not all, worth all the stress that Sanj and I went through. We really butt heads when we're passionate about things. And Black Friday is one that we're passionate about. And, you know, what the float shop stands for, Black Friday is just an obligatory sale day, mm-hmm. which doesn't really get either of, either of us excited. Um, and you know, we, we talked about that last week as well. But, um, you know, when we're not really passionate about the day, but we're having a sale and we're passionate about the, the business, then... Um, how do we do that marketing? How do you do the wording and everything? Uh, it means just a lot of um, intense debate, I think, would be the friendliest way to describe that. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I, you know, we don't do Black Friday sales and mm-hmm. we don't, uh, we thought, we thought about this year. We're like, you know, maybe we should put just an online sale that people can get if they want. But the reality of it is the impact, what my thought behind it was, the impact would be pretty milk toast, and I'd much rather mm-hmm. save yeah. that impact for uh, our our um, oh, uh, open house. Boy, I can't think tonight. Cool. So yeah, so we just ended up putting a little bit more budget, a little bit more money behind it, and and we're hoping that our open house, because it's after uh, the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday, Small Business Saturday, and I don't know, Smack Sunday. What did we Sunday, just do Wednesday? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that um, that I'm hoping it'll it'll pay off. That we'll break out of that that din because I don't I don't know about y'all, but oh my gosh, my email was just all day long. Yeah, just yeah. email we after were part email of that. after email. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was crazy. I couldn't, I just couldn't. I I, I didn't read anything. I just went through and yep. deleted. Yeah. Yep. I think two years ago when Lance was on, y'all were saying, like, it's not even worth trying to fight for that piece of the pie. And I was like, it's worth fighting for that piece of the pie. At the end of this year, I'm, I'm thinking more, you know what? That was just a lot of energy, not a lot of bang for the buck. Um, maybe, like you said, just save it up for, for afterwards. Open house, holidays, uh, not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, we're, not a big, we're not a big box retail. There's just no need, you know? 
I don't know. I, I think I, I think there are pros and cons to each. I mm-hmm. just know for us, um, and I've seen people do really, really well with Black Friday sales, and I'm sure in the float industry there's some really good success stories sure. out there. But it really um, does depend on your objectives and your long-term it, yeah. objectives too. And, and who you are and who you serve. Yes. Which has a lot to do with it, and that's cool. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Like it's not just about your values, what you're aiming yeah. for and everything, but who you serve. That's a great yeah. point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it is, and, and it's good to keep in mind. So uh, I, I keep thinking maybe I should feel this, uh, you know, regret that I didn't participate again this year. But honestly, I feel good about my decision, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it going. Nice. And, and we'll see how it plays out at the end of the holiday season. But Well, maybe we'll see. do a switcheroo next year. You can <laughs> crunch all your numbers and do Black Friday sale. And yeah. I'll learn from well, you. we're going to uh, at the new place because it's a very, <gasps> very different thing and we're in a very different location and a very different target market so we are actually going to do perfect yeah different sales strategy out there i'll have my feet up i'll be eating some turkey and i'll be watching your sales that's great and and i'll be watching my uh my facebook ads and my numbers and i'll be all gleeful and exciting no matter how it turns out just because you know it's a pastime for me (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I, w- I want to move on to our main yeah. topic here. Uh, just a couple things to get out of the way first. One is thanks to everybody who bookmark our Amazon link. That's something we haven't brought up on the podcast for a while. The holidays are coming up. It was actually my wife's uh, mother-in-law who who said, you know, I just bought something really expensive uh, and I used your Art of the Float Amazon link. And I was like, oh, thanks, mom. Uh, and uh, she's like, you should tell your listeners that. And I was like, oh my God, what a great businesswoman. Yes. Uh, if anybody uh, would love to support us uh, through Amazon, uh, we have an affiliate link. Uh, it's on our website. We'll put it on the show notes page as well. If you bookmark that, any shopping you do helps support us and uh, doesn't cost you anything extra. God bless you for supporting us. My goodness. <laughs> uh, we do we do notice it. It really does help. Thank you. We also have a similar program with ProFloat. Uh, there's a ProFloat link on our website now as well. And uh, if you go to the products page, you'll find that. But this is all specifically float center stuff. So anything that you're looking for your float center, uh, go through that link and it also helps support us as well. And I love also just supporting a business within our community that's uh, doing the the float tank game. I really like that. So artofthefloat.com forward slash pro float is where you want to go. And let's get on with the show. Building bridges, building and burning bridges with other float centers. Let's get into it. Um, Amy, you, you had something come up that actually brought on this this conversation. I did. Um, and it's something that I've been thinking about a long time, and I, I've talked about it on and off, um, and I probably shouldn't have because I, in my mind I was still kind of working things out and trying to mm. understand. But uh, we had some things happen here in the last few weeks that have really uh, renewed my passion for this topic and trying to understand it better. And really what it comes down to is how can I support float centers in my community and do it in a way that feels good mm-hmm. and that it feels right regardless of how they feel about me this is all an internal thing what do mm-hmm. i need to do to be a better float center supporter mm-hmm. and it all started mark and i were going down to atlanta a few weeks ago and we got a phone call out of the blue now we knew that there was another float center opening up because um we had, well, funny enough, the contractors, they kept putting pictures of their work on Instagram and yes. and tagging us. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and then the banker called uh, about some, some things. And I'm like, y'all, this is not the right float center. Although if you want to <laughs> give me money, I yeah. am taking donations. So yeah, There's a little construction <laughs> I could, yeah, if they want to pay for that, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so we, we found out about that way. Uh, I, I don't search for it too often, but as we were heading down to Atlanta, we got a phone call from Miss Robin, and I told them I was going to share this on the podcast, so I, I hope they're cool with me sharing the names and stuff. It, it's all very <laughs> complimentary. But Miss Robin called us, and she said, you know, we are having problems with our pumps. I don't know what's going on. Mm. Our pump doesn't sound right. Can you help me? And Mark's, of course, Mark is like, well, you know, we're on our way to Atlanta, but he was trying to troubleshoot as best he could over the phone. And he said, well, as soon as we get back, I'm going to come over and we'll we'll work it out. Uh, so he helped what he, he did what he could over the phone and encouraged her to call her uh, float uh, manufacturer back to fix it. It sounded like they had maybe put something in wrong. So 
uh, that started the conversation. In the following weeks, Mark did keep in conversation. I'm kind of shy. I'm not the one to reach out. It's not because what? I'm stuck you? up. I'm super shy. <laughs> and I, I'm hard of hearing, so talking on the phone is really hard for me, too. Oh, but, yeah, so, um, so Mark of course, is perfect. And I let him do that because he's so good. People just adore him no matter what. He's very uh, non-assuming. And there's nothing threatening about Mark at all. If you've ever met him, it's like... Indeed. He is non-threatening. Yeah. (laughs) So he always makes, makes a good first impression. And I knew that no matter what he you know, what he did or how he helped them, they would perceive that as a very genuine um, offer of help because it is with Mark. There's, there's, you can't read anything else into it. So Mark came back after helping them one day and he said, Hey, you know, it looks great over there. It's looking good. He was telling me about the rooms. He's like, they're having their open house uh, or their grand opening this weekend. And I think we should go. So of course we're going to go. And I, course was asking like do they seem nice are they cool with you did they you know they seem cool he's like oh yeah they're real sweet you're gonna love them and the very next day I got an email from one of our floaters saying hey you have another float center in town it's a friend of mine I used to work with her at um at this I won't say the place of the place of work but she's like she's real sweet and I hope y'all get to meet um I'm looking forward to them opening up so I'm like yeah that's, that's great it's good to know I felt really good about it so in typical style, we, we sent flowers to the last, uh, we weren't able to go to the open house. We were uh, out of town for the grand opening at the other float center here in town. But um, we, we actually went and picked up a plant. Mark picked out a beautiful bonsai, giving a little nod to his Korean background. And we went over and got the tour and really ended up having a sweet conversation. We caught them at a lull when there wasn't too many people cool. there. So we were able to talk a little bit. And one thing that really stood out to me and made me change on a deep level, the way that I look at this, is Robin said to me, it's, it's by the way, it's her and her husband and her son, Zane, all okay. lovely people. And I'll have to, uh, we took some pictures off to post a picture in the show notes. But one of the things Robin said to me, she's like, you know, I really hesitated reaching out to ask questions about my pom. She's like, I was really nervous. And I didn't know if I should do it or not. And she called the other float center in town. And then she called us. And I said, you know, that took a lot of guts. Hmm. That was really brave. And there, and I realized, you know, there's something really beautiful about reaching out when you're vulnerable to someone who may just completely knock you down. Because you don't know. They're not, I don't, I don't think they're involved with Float Collective. Um, I, don't, I don't know how involved they are with the community at large. Although I think Zane did go to the float conference last year. But I'm like, wow, that is really beautiful and lovely. And it changed. And being in that moment with her, it changed the way that I felt. Like I just got this little uh, warm spot in my heart for her <laughs> because she did something really brave. And I don't know if I would have done it, you know? So uh, it took a lot of guts. and. That's cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. So it, it changed the way. It's like, you know, I don't want people to feel uncomfortable. You know, she was brave, but she shouldn't have had to have been brave. I should have been over there oh. as soon as I found out. I should have, yes, you know, I should right. have taken the initiative. She could have totally shot me down. She could have, you know, I could have gone over there and she could have been mean or she could have been furtive or she could have been non-trusting. Yeah. But the truth of the Defensive. matter is none of that matters. What matters is what should I have been doing? Yeah. And I That's feel great insight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she she had to be the brave one. Well, I'm mm-hmm. the established person. I know my way around this stuff. Why why wasn't I the brave one? Why totally. wasn't I the the Yeah, Amy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what's wrong with me? So um so I really uh, I I'm I'm kicking this off tonight. I really want to applaud uh, Robin for reaching out, for being brave and for doing that because yeah, yeah, yeah. as yeah. we're going to talk about tonight, not everyone has had that mm-hmm. uh, that experience. So true. But um, going forward, I know for me, I'm going to be the one to reach out and be okay with no matter what their response is. I feel that it is my responsibility to make that first move and be the brave one. So yay, bravery and way that's to go, great. Robin, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, Robin, seriously, <laughs> yay, that's, Robin. that's a very difficult choice to make. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And on Float Collective and and on the show, we've heard uh, enough guests talking about not having good relationships with their neighbors, and 
And uh, if you've heard those stories, it's even harder to, to reach out. So, yeah. Yeah, nice, for nice sure. Nice job. <laughs> and she didn't even have, like, the Float Collective. She didn't know that there's lots of nice people who will go out of their mm. way to do things. So that even double bravery there. Well, she was so lucky that she gets to have Amy as a neighbor. My God. <laughs> lucky and, girl. And, um, yeah, and Mark, too. Let me let me tell you, Mark. Mark's right. the good egg. But, um, but bless her heart. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that that kind of made that little soft spot uh, grow even bigger is, uh, you know, they're just opening, and she was, poor thing, is frazzled. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she looks like I do right now. <laughs> she looks like she's not ready to just – so as soon as we get through the holiday season, Robin, I'm coming. We're going to go get some drinks. Bless, bless her. Because um, <laughs> I know. I saw yeah. myself in her. Um mm. I'm in the same way. So tonight I thought mm. it'd be really cool to talk a little bit about how we can try to build those bridges. Or, mm-hmm. you know, Robin gave us a great example. Be brave. Go and introduce yourself. Call when you need help. Be vulnerable. Yeah. But there's other things, other things we can do too. Yeah, I think, I mean, geez, I'm in the just the mecca for friendly float centers here in Portland. And yeah. it all started with, the float on guys, I, I trying to think exactly how it started, but I'm, I'm sure it was on them to be like, Hey, let's get together for drinks. Let's get everybody together. And just really making sure that we kept the email chain going and finally found a date where we could all get together. And, and since then, you know, it's been on us to be like, Hey, you know, we, that, that email chain died down. Let's get that back going again. And let's make sure that we get together. And uh, now Dana is part of it as well. And we, we all try to get together and, um, you know, just share salty stories and kick <laughs> a few back and um, maybe even talk a little bit about marketing, business stuff, what have you, and just like, you know, what works for you or does this not work, that kind of thing. And, and just let let those guards come down a little bit. And again, it's just for us, it's been such a positive experience. And because that's been established, anybody who enters this bubble, it's like, hey, sorry, we're a team here. <laughs> like, you gotta, you gotta play with us, and uh, you gotta hang out and and uh, laugh at our jokes. I'm so sorry, but it's just, <laughs> it's just part of how it works now. And it, it doesn't happen as frequently these days as it used to, uh, but it, but it does still happen. So, um, I guess the only piece of advice from that, um, I think one could gather, is just keep. Unless they're just outright like, hey, you F off. <laughs> We're doing her own thing. You suck. Just yeah. keep that email chain. You know, when they don't respond after a while, like, hey, just, uh, you know, now I have this date and this date. Or just keep it going and let, let's try to get together. Because I do think the in-person times are really nice away from the business. Um, and I think you're right. The ask. Actually, more more than the giving, the ask, it can be the most endearing thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, for them to to then help you endears people together quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, I also think just the, the time away from those things, which can be really difficult when you're first opening and all of that, I, I get that. But I think a lot of value can come from it as well. So, yeah, so being vulnerable for sure. And I think the other thing that worked for me is actually seeing her in person, like stopping by. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was really nice. Every float center can use a new plant. I mean, the gift of taking a little <laughs> gift with you, a That's... token gift, makes it, I think, a little easier instead of just walking in. Because I know mm-hmm. that if someone just walked into mine and was like, we just are here to see what you're doing. Right. It might yeah. feel a little like, oh, are they here to look at, check out my stuff, my tanks, or, yeah. you know. But when you bring a gift, even it's a little one, just a plant, do something lovely. I think it makes it easier for you to approach them, and it feels it feels nice, too. I remember, I think, in the thread that was going on in Float Collective, Greg... Uh, Griffin? Griffin, no? <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness, Greg, I'm sorry. Uh, Greg mentioned that he <laughs> took them the book of floating and he had a nice, put a nice inscription inside. He just took a little token gift and it was it was so sweet. And that gives you a reason to be there. And that mm. being in person makes a difference. When you're face-to-face, you can't hide behind a computer screen. It feels different. Agreed. Completely agree with that. You got you to gotta see each other in person. Absolutely. For sure. And uh, do you think there's a time, I'm going to ask you, Dylan, do you think there's a better time to do it? Should they? Should you do it during the build-out process? Should you wait until they're established? What would you do or what have you done in this situation? Man, the advantages that you could get from announcing it before you open. Uh, well, if you're going to keep it secret, um, so here's a really weird example. I have a um, Vietnamese place across the street from me. They've been there for, for many years. And r- directly next to them, they'll be sharing a wall. 
is a new Vietnamese place that will be coming in. Yeah. Um, we could get into all those crazy politics and everything, yada, yada, whatever. But um, the original Lila, or excuse me, the, <laughs> their name is Lila's. The original Vietnamese place is has plenty of time to like put new paint up on the walls. They're really making sure everything's dialed in and all of that. And, and that's great. Um, so I guess technically the other place could be doing that. If, if you announce it and say hello, they're like, oh, oh gosh, we have another float center coming in. We better get a new lick of paint up. Well, hey, they should be doing that anyway. I don't think that's going to be a big difference. But also if you're keeping it a secret, that also means you're not doing your own marketing. And if you are doing marketing, guess what? They're going to find out anyway. And you didn't say hello at that point. And now things are awkward. So I would say absolutely put your foot forward. I mean, She's like we mentioned her name enough. She's practically a host on the show. Dana uh, <laughs> is opening a float center here in Portland. And um, there's that has been the most incredible experience of, um, you know, announcing it years ahead of time. She didn't think it would be years ahead of time, but it has become. And uh, we've become great friends. I have a feeling she's gotten way more information about floating um, from us than she would have not having ever talked to us. I'm going to guess that she would agree with that statement. Um, and I believe she has a good uh, relationship with the float on guys as well. So it's just created a nice tight knit thing, but it also has been a smart business decision for her as well to come into, um, you know, a busy marketplace as a friend rather than uh, another competitor, a stranger coming into this market. So uh, also she, she comes together for, for drinks and stuff now too. I should also mention that <laughs> part of the, part of the hubbub. Nice. And we did do. that answer your question? It does. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Uh, I think, yeah, if, if you know about it, I, I think that sounds wise. I don't pay attention <laughs> very well. Uh, they had actually announced their float center coming, uh, I guess, on Facebook for a while. Oh. <laughs> I just didn't know. <laughs> I didn't see it or it didn't come across my screen. So yeah. uh, I think they had probably been around for a bit. They're on the other side of the river. I don't know what it is in Nashville, but there's East Nashville on the other side of the river that nobody nobody seems to cross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's a bridge, but I, I don't know. Um, yeah, the news from East Nashville doesn't reach us very, very well. It's funny. <laughs> it's we we kind of have that. Wide. We've got a river down our, our city, too. Yeah, it makes it crazy. So how about um, some things to remember? You know, I was trying to think of some things that I need to think about while dealing with new flow centers. And one of the things that we talked about, whether we have a good relationship or not, is a reminder that we need to set an example for our staff Mm -hmm. on how to talk about the new float centers. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes, you know, it's normal to feel maybe a little threatened, maybe a little defensive, well, we'll never about be as good flows. as we are. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. What we've got is so special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And you don't know anything about them. You don't know how many tanks. You don't know even maybe you don't even know where they're coming, but you hear it. And it's so easy to fall into the little, you know, even if it's not outright rude, you know, nope. I've heard a little little things here and there, a little snippy <laughs> stuff. And I realized that, you know, I probably shouldn't be allowing that to happen, number mm-hmm. one. Um, and number two, you know, we have to pay attention to what we're saying. Are we saying things that we shouldn't? Yeah. Are we, you know, either intentionally or, or not, Are we want to make sure we're not bad-mouthing anyone, that we're not making snippy comments, that we're not, yeah. and we're not even really talking about it too much. Um, right, yeah. And the other thing we had to do is we talked to the staff at a staff meeting about how to respond to clients when they come in. Uh, because in, clients, in what way? So well, clients will come in and they're like, oh, did you know there's an afloat center opening up? And... We want them to answer, oh, yeah, I'd heard about that. Have you have you been there or have you heard it? You know, to give them to, to make it not awkward. Right. Uh, right. We don't want coming out of mouth. Oh, yeah, I heard about that place. I don't know about <laughs> it. We want it to be, oh, yeah, we've heard about that. How, you know, have you been there? What have you heard? You know, yeah. just very friendly um, and then move the conversation right along. And so, it's even OK to show excitement, right? Yeah. Like, that, that's OK. At, and or or what we had some clients that came in it's like oh yeah we went over I had a friend who went to the other float center and they said the float sucked how do we want our clients how do we want our our employees to respond mm-hmm. we don't want them to respond oh yeah I've heard that too or or anything like that we want to say well I'm so sorry to hear that uh, I'm sure they're doing the best they can what can I do for you today you know how do we move past those it, awkward conversations in a graceful way in a way that uh, reflects who we are or should be well, one other thing if I can 
mm-hmm. just add to that. And, and, you yes. know, you have to, again, have the kind of the right relationship with the other float centers, but, uh, we will ask, is it okay if we tell this to the other float center? Is it okay if we pass this information on? Um, because that is one thing, like somebody has a terrible experience at the float shop. Uh, I, I'm sure that's never actually happened, but let's just say one person had a bad experience at the float shop. Um, they'll go to float on or they'll go to Mujer massage and they'll say, I love your place. I had this terrible experience at the float shop. They didn't tell us, but now Jeremy, who owns Mudra, will give us a call or shoot us an email and say, hey, just so you know, this person was cold during their float or what have you. And that is a great reason just to be completely selfish and make friends with the other float centers so that you can develop that network so you can better your business that way. Nice. And do you have that? Do you did you set that precedent by example or is it something that you asked them? You actually came out and said, look, if you hear anything about my space, could you tell me I want to give the best place? floats possible how did you approach that i think it came about pretty organically and just kind of talking about being pretty open about the fact that we are quote-unquote in competition like by definition we're we're competing businesses and like how do we want to approach that how do we want to deal with it you know what are the opportunities that we have by being friends in competition and i think it's i think it's spurred from that it it's also been six years. So if I'm, if Graham's listening to this, I'm sorry, Ashcon, I, if I'm missing some specifics, Graham's like, I specifically said that we should do this. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it is good to, when you can have those conversations and I, I do think it's good to remember that. Yeah. You're, y'all are friends and that's awesome. First of all, I, you know, obviously I think a lot of us envy Portland and the bond that the float centers have there. I'm sure it's not perfect, but I think as far as competitive businesses go, it really is a beautiful example. But you know, one of the things that, that I've been thinking about a lot as well is we do have to set some boundaries with that relationship. Hmm. And I think it's important to and, and maybe y'all have done some of this, but decide ahead of time what you're going to share with them. And I know for Mark and I, we've talked about, you know, client privacy. It's like, well, I don't really, you know, if if you have a specific client, you know, just make sure, sure. you don't, don't share the story, but don't share the name or, you know, things or maybe some proprietary information. And I find it's very interesting, you know, especially if you have a partner what you feel is no big deal to share, <laughs> your partner may think is a really big deal to share. And so when you're out having some drinks within the float center, it's probably really great if you and your partner have a conversation <laughs> ahead of time, like, hey, I'm uncomfortable sharing these things yeah. and I'm cool sharing these things because there have been conversations with Mark, not with um, not with other float centers, but people starting float centers. There's some things that I'm uncomfortable sharing um, and they're yeah, not or just like that, you, you're yeah. personal. Like it's like yeah. talking about your own money with friends some, yeah. or anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. I get and it. They're, they're not things that are going to affect that person's, I'm not holding it back so they fail in one area. It's not anything like <laughs> yeah. that, but there have been times when Mark has gone and shared things that I'm like, whoa, I'm super uncomfortable and I was angry about it. And yeah. we've, we've had to learn that, you know, I got to respect his boundaries, boundaries. He has to respect yeah. mine too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we have to have boundaries with that other float center. I mean, it's still a business. Um, but we want to, you know, we want to make sure that we're respecting boundaries and, and privacy and all that sort of thing too. That's a really good point. And, and, um, I, so th- I think there were two points in there. One was between businesses and one was b- between business partners. And I don't know that we've ever established between businesses. Uh, like I don't think we could give a client's name simply because of legal reasons, uh, because we do hold ourselves accountable to why can't, why can't I think of it? You'll know it, Amy. HIPAA. HIPAA. Thank you. HIPAA compliance. Uh, HIPAA compliance. Um, we do hold ourselves to that, but um, yeah, the the internal part, those are Im- important conversations to have for sure. And best to have those conversations beforehand rather than coming back with a buzz on. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and yeah, and then having, having those uh, boundaries in place before the buzz is probably right. good yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's what I'm trying to say, yeah. Because, you know, ultimately... One thing, it's so nice that we have this beautiful um, panacea in this, uh, in our in our world, in our little float world, that is so great. But ultimately, I think sometimes we've got to just remember we are running a business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important. Um, it is a business. At the end of the day, this is, I, I, I do it because I love it. I do it because I, I am, and I think all of us are very passionate about offering this service to our community. But at the end of the day, 
we have to keep our doors open. We have to pay our employees. We want to make sure that they're taken care of. We want to make sure our bills are taken care of because that stress and that um, that can cause stress on our relationships. It can cause stress on yeah. our finances. And, you know, at the end of the day, we are we are running a business. And it's important, I think, to keep that in mind. The, I don't think there has to be this dichotomy where it's a business or it's a uh, ministry or or a or a service. Um, I think there's room for both, and and I think together, that's what makes it healthy. I, good. Yeah. I mean, these are really good points. <laughs> these are good points. I'm like, wow. I should really have a conversation with Sandra. <laughs> just really talk about this. Yeah. Good. Good point. Uh, uh, so so yeah. Whether it's a tough neighbor, you have a tough neighbor, uh, a good neighbor. You know make good business decisions and then you don't have to worry about it affecting you either way so much. So, so good neighbor and good business decisions, I think leads to <laughs> another point, Yeah. Um, which is how to start it out in the right foot, even before the communication goes on. Right. Like that, oh. that's important. Okay. So you want to yeah. take some of that? I yeah. mean, so, go for it. Yeah. So from a, from a business standpoint, you know, the better off you take care of your own business the better off, the better standing, the better place you'll be in when you are with these other centers. So, you know, I like to think about just basic decisions. Pick your location wisely. Pick the best location you can possibly get. Because when you have a good location, you know, some of these other things aren't as, as big of a deal. You don't have to worry about maybe a, and I'm calling them bad neighbors, bad neighbors, good neighbors. That's probably... Uh, a little too polarizing, but you know, if you have someone who's causing you issues, who's trying, who's out to quote unquote get you, um, you have a good location, so you've got a good, um, you've got a good basis for your business. And the other thing is keep your debt manageable. So one of the things that I'm finding very interesting, you know, Na- Float Nashville is debt free. We don't have any debt, and it feels really good. Nice. And it has been one of those things that has allowed my sanity to remain as these other float centers come in. Because like I said, Mm. at the end of the day, this is a business. I've got to pay bills. And there's more now more competition for the money. It's it's helpful as well, but once again, bottom line. And I have to, you know, I I'm I'm thankful that I'm debt free because I can I can keep my prices down. Uh, my overhead is very, very low because, you know, right now, if you try to get space in Nashville, you're lucky if you pay under mm-hmm. 30 bucks a square foot. You know, back when I did, I was paying under $20 a square foot. So my, my overhead's low. My, my debt management is low. Um, I have had the last four and a half years, I made sure everything runs smoothly. We don't make any extraneous expenses. I've been able to save up money. So by keeping my debt manageable... It's put me in a good position that even if somebody new comes into town, I don't have to instantly react with that fear and that concern because I'm in a pretty good place and I can weather the storm because there is going to be a drop in your business when somebody starts out and they're doing those new float specials. And that's okay. <laughs> you just expect it. It's part of it. Uh, it's okay. It's all good. Interesting. Interesting. So, so, yeah. So just keep that in mind. You are running a business. Good neighbors or bad neighbors. Doesn't matter. Just try to keep those basics under control, um, and it'll make you feel so much better, sleep better at night. But and uh, speaking of, of bad neighbors, mm-hmm. that does exist. Okay. It, it can. What do we... I mean, the, the one, I guess it's... And, and oftentimes people, they, they get a little cagey about this. They don't say everything the other person is doing, but... Uh, Copying other people's promotions seems to be one of the things. And we had a guest on recently oh. that uh, was talking about how every time they did something, you know, I think I think he even said, you know, it was 30 days later, they were doing the exact same thing. They, they even got a, a light that was the exact same light that they had in their lobby, you know, like they were clearly sending in secret shoppers even. And what do you what do you do with that? You know, like, <laughs> do you fight fire with fire? How do you how do you battle this out? So. I think, man, I, I have not had to deal with this. Um, so yeah, clearly, I, I haven't either. <laughs> I've really, I've been reading these. These some of them are just downright horror stories, and I feel for you mm-hmm. so much. Um, but it's it's tough when someone is, especially copying. I mean, there's nothing you can do legally. What do you do? You, there's really sure. nothing you can. Mm-hmm. Um, all you can do is. Once again, wait it out. Hopefully you're in a good financial position. You can kind of wait it out and let people figure it out for themselves. Because I do think 
people see more than than you think they do. Um, especially being a small run business. I know Mark and I are there and I know for many of you listening, it's you in that lobby. It's you doing the intakes. It's you greeting them at the desk afterwards. So they're building a relationship with you or they at least get a feel for who you are and the type of person you are. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, Obviously, people are going to go where the sales are, and I encourage it, by the way. I think people should go and try different tanks and try different places. I, I do it as a floater. I love that. That's fun for me. <laughs> so why would I ever tell anybody, don't do that? Hmm. Um, but there's not a lot you can do legally. So for me and what I've been seeing on the Float Collective in that, in that same conversation is, you know, people kind of trying to rise above making their peace doing what they can and uh you know maybe i don't want to say confrontation that sounds too harsh but i know some people have actually approached the other center and it is a kind of way as possible or at least a firm way as possible saying hey this is what we're seeing i'm uncomfortable with it can mm -hmm. we come to some agreement if that doesn't work honestly there's not much you can do and at that point, all I can think is stay in your own lane. Keep your head down. Move ahead. Focus on your business. I gave you. But, yeah, I, I think I you're mean, right. Stay in, stay in your lane you just do? because you're going to be more original, right? No. Like, if somebody's replicating you, that's a carbon copy of what you're creating. Like, they're not going to be innovating based off – they're not going to be having an innovative iteration based off of what you created, right? They're just going to be copy-pasting because they're not original people in the first place. Um, and it's I think the true. only, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's true for sure. I think the only time that isn't true, um, where, so, and, and I think by that, I mean, eventually your star is going to outshine theirs. Yeah. And I think the only case where that doesn't happen is when your competition simply has tons more money Yeah. and I don't, and, and is spending that on marketing. And I don't think that is generally the case, even when, yeah, they might have more money technically, um, for their for their build out and all of that stuff, they're still small businesses. It's not like they're a chain, and that is the one uh, place where I think somebody might have an opportunity is if they're part of a chain where they do have access to more uh, advertising, more revenue, a set structure for how they're doing all their marketing. They're not doing it all themselves, but I've never actually seen a franchise that feels like they're taking advantage of that to the fullest. Where you should be scared. I I feel like. Um, these small businesses just have so much character to what they're doing that they really just look different than uh, most of the, the franchises. So. And I, yeah, and I think this is an opportunity, too, if you need to reframe it in your mind, if it's really getting to you, kind of playing a head game with you, it is an opportunity to, to double down on looking inward because truth of the matter is we are running a business. We're all multitaskers. We are like, you know, running around like chickens with their head cut off every single day trying to do everything. And the reality of it is your systems start falling apart. You start getting sloppy in some areas. And suddenly you might be losing some money, little bits of money here and there flying out. This is a great opportunity to kind of double down on, <laughs> hey, you know what? They're doing their thing. They're copying me. They're, they're mean. They're cruel. <laughs> they're talking crap. But I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to focus on creating a better experience for my customers. I'm going to fix my systems. I'm going to get more efficient and it almost starts to become a game. And it's just a little, it's just a little flip of, um, of a script so that you can, you can look at things and feel a little better about things because all I can imagine being in that situation and please y'all correct me if I'm wrong is that it would eat me up. I would have to do something to turn my thoughts elsewhere i'd have to get out of that whole oh <clears throat> that that cycle of oh my gosh look what they're doing look what they're doing i've got to pay right, attention right. to them they're gonna they're out to screw me i've got to watch every second i'm not gonna trust anything they do i'm gonna send spies that you know <laughs> spiral out of control really quickly yeah. <laughs> um and so yeah just um flipping the script turning turning <laughs> inward and being better being more efficient Focusing on your clients, focusing on your target market. So much maintenance that needs to be done that I think gets out of control. And this is this is a challenge. Now it's now it's a game. It's game on. And and I think something that you've brought up in, in personal conversation before, and I hope you talk about it tonight too, is and I think you've mentioned it on the show, but I think it absolutely bears repeating, comparing yourselves to others. 
and and how just absolutely ineffective that is. Yeah. Do, do you want to, I mean, you're the one who, I, I feel like at this point I, I could talk about it, but I feel like it's your, your point. Well, you know, it's so easy to do because I, you know, because I do it. I know if I'm doing it, everybody's doing it because I mean, <laughs> it's such an easy, it's such an easy thing. Um, you know, I looked at the new, I'm looking at the new float center that are coming in and both of them have beautiful centers and they have much more expensive tanks. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have tank room envy. Oh my gosh. I really want <laughs> to be real. able to afford, it's, it's true. Um, <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> struggles real. Hashtag struggles real. Uh, yeah. So it's really easy for me. I like, I'll go to Mark and it's like, but, but they have tile on their walls and their float right. rooms yeah, and yeah, I want absolutely. tile on my floor. And, um, <laughs> ah. and look, they have tile on their floors. You see the tile on their floors. Uh, and I want, I want those. Uh, but it's not, it's not my, it's not where I'm at and it's not who I'm serving, but I can focus on that. And, and for some reason I can take that tiny little thing. And the next thing I know, those tiled showers and those tiled floors and those really pretty float tanks are the reason they're probably making millions of dollars more than me every single year. And I'm barely surviving and blah, blah, blah. You know, it what just you turns don't into know this Is that they're thing. so upset they installed tile because every client is <laughs> slipping around their floors <laughs> and there's a lawsuit right. right around the corner. <laughs> you have no idea. And you have no idea, um, what their debt level is or how they're sleeping at night or how much they've sunk into this or, you know, are they smiling in front of the clients and going home at night, just, you know, upset or devastated or, you know, you don't know. Oh my God. And, and I would say people, this is pulling the curtain back quite a bit, but uh, guests on the show, people in the industry, I feel like a lot of people, um, you know, we, we want to be positive and we, we want to say things are, are going so great, but um, there's a lot of people who seem like they're doing fantastic that aren't making a ton of money and and people who have even been on our show and things are, you know, it's rocking, but let's let's not talk about the, the finances part because um, it doesn't look good and it doesn't it feel as good. It's very vulnerable yeah. and you literally never know you know, wealth is an abundance of having something, right? It's not a number. It's, do you have more than you need? And, um, a small business can have a ton of wealth while a huge business can have none or have debt. And again, like you said, can you sleep at night? Those people might not be able to sleep at night because they're, they're not making the money that they need to make, or you don't know what their rent is. You know, there are Mm -hmm. all these different things that can factor in. Uh, to what they're doing. And I think it helps us to lose sight of what our goal is. Like, for example, uh, I think being in the float industry, you know, we may not make a lot of money as far as, you know, we can't pay. I'm not making the salary that I used to make, but I have a lot of freedom and I'm having a lot of fun. So I've kind of done that trade-off and I feel very contented and very satisfied. But, uh, you know, you got to look at things. What What is wealthy to one person is might be a drop in the bo- bucket to somebody or to the other person. It's like, oh, well, that's like all I need to just survive every month. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, comparison just leads you down a, into some really, really dark, dark places. Yep. And uh, and I know I've got to be careful. And be careful unless they're taking you out to lunch with other financial books, <laughs> you <laughs> know, there's, there's just, there's no need to compare. Stick there's to none. your own game, improve your game. If you want to yeah. feel the pressure, I think that's great. I think competition is great for people um, making a better product. I think that's true. It's been true for Apple, you know, some of the biggest company out there to the brick and mortars, these small businesses. Competition is a good thing and it'll make sure that your game is tight. So true. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to be competition like we're punching each other in the face right. or mad at each other. Um, it can it can stay a positive experience. It really can. And, and I'm going to tell you one other thing. I'm going to make myself really Please. vulnerable tonight. Uh, but I'm going to tell you that I do not follow the other Float Center social media. Mm. I know that my employees do. And it's not because I... I dislike them or anything, but it's because I know that if I'm having a rough day, um, I can once again Mm. play the, I can look at something, read into it. And suddenly I'm playing that comparison game and I'm doing that downward spiral that serves no one. And I've, you know, I've made up a whole, who knows, I've made up a whole (laughs) bunch of crap in my head. That's self-talk, man. What the hell? (laughs) So, um, so don't follow, don't feel compelled to follow social media if it distracts you. Now I do have, my staff follows them and every once in a while I'll be like, oh, they're having a sale this week or they're doing this or that, Mm. um, which is fine. But, um, it also, also keeps me from 
accidentally copying things or feeling pressure to oh, deviate from what I feel is best for my target audience. Uh-huh. Um, just like I, I'm, I don't know for sure. <laughs> it's true. Um, they might have had the other two float centers might have had Black Friday sales. Well, maybe I would have felt pressure to have one had I known oh, that. Yeah. So it just forces me to focus on my target market, on what I feel is right for my people. And I can tell if I'm doing well, you know, if I'm doing the right thing or not by the response. I mean, you know, I don't need to, I don't need to compare myself. I don't need to look at their stuff to, to do that. So cool. Just a, just a little thing. I, I, I dig it. That's good. Yeah. And so, yeah, thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Uh, that <laughs> speaking <laughs> of vulnerability, that is a little bit of a, yeah, but, but like I said, it's not, it has not nothing perfect. to do with them, but, but that's what I need to do in order to, to not feed, uh, feed myself into a, a frenzy when I'm having a rough day. Mm-hmm. when I'm like looking at my schedule and there's, you know, I'm at 50% full and like right <laughs> on Mark when I go, I'm going to cry. I just looked at our schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to, don't want to feed that monster. If you're crying at 50% full, I'd be crying pretty frequently. <laughs> <laughs> Those days happen. Those, Those days, days Mondays, happen. Yeah. They happen. Yeah. Um, oh shoot. There was something else that you said in there that I, I really liked. Um, oh, it, I guess just kind of the idea of knowing thyself, right? Like yeah. you're not always on your game. There's sometimes you could look at their social media and you're, you're feeling like such a winner. It doesn't even matter, but there are other times when that totally will. And maybe that's most days. That's okay. I like that. You know yourself well enough to go, I'm not going to do this. It's still good information to have. So I'm going to have my employees do it. And if I need to know something, they'll let me know. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Um, because nobody is just all things all the time. We are human beings we're insecure. We have feelings about things. That's great. I like it. And I think being aware of that is, it sounds like a yeah. self, self-help self program, but um, being aware of that really is the first step and understanding uh-huh. that nice. because it makes me a happier person and it allows me to have, you know, to, to feel like even talking about Float Horizon right now, I'm like, I'm getting that mm-hmm. little warm spot in my heart. They're really sweet people. I'm excited for them. And, uh, you know, I want to do nice things for them. I want to see them succeed. So. Love it. Yeah, gotta do, gotta know yourself so you can, so you can uh, do the right thing. Um, I guess just one other thing to, as we kind of wrap it up, we were talking about some of the, the benefits like business wise to, mm-hmm. to um. Yeah. The selfish reason to, to make friends with your, your business partners. Yeah, whether you or, or like them or not, maybe they're not gonna be best friends, but yeah, you definitely <laughs> got a good example. Um, is that we were out of salt. Like we just, I don't know what we did wrong. This was a while ago that we just, I don't know. I probably messed up. I don't know. That's the most likely option is I just <laughs> forgot to order another batch and, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And float on was more than happy to have me pop in and just load up a bunch of salt. And how cool is that? Right? Like I, I'm sure it was at cost. They weren't trying to <laughs> milk money out of me for it or anything. And uh, we were able to keep our tanks live and buoyant and uh, stay stay open. So it, it can just be that nice. And just like the really kind of nitty gritty reason of you have a, a friend in the industry who can be there for you and actually help support you. Mm-hmm. And I know that Robin appreciated Mark being able to come and, and troubleshoot the the equipment. Um, oh, she sure, didn't know. Right? You might not know. Mark's background is in pool. He, he used to have a pool maintenance business, so he knows the equipment. And and I know that that's why I appreciate him. That's why I'm always going to have Mark as my friend. He knows pool equipment. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, th- that's those are good things to remember. Even if you're not going out for drinks all the time, just being able yeah. to have that, you know, that comfort and at least know reaching out if you really need that yeah knowing that you can pick up the phone that it's not like a, oh I'll, I'll burn every other thing before i reach out to this person yeah. like yeah i can pick up the phone and call like that's uh a much better place to be it's worth it's worth uh being brave and taking that taking that first step well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight as we discuss this. I hope it brought some some things up for you and how you might want to deal with uh, the people that are already in your city if you're opening or the people that might be opening up around you as you're already open. Uh, hopefully this was helpful. And as, as always, we don't always say it, but thank you so much for um, allowing us to to be in your ears you know, for about an hour every week. It means a lot to us. Thank you so much. A few other thanks before we close out the show here. Uh, float away. Thank you so much for sponsoring us. These guys make an 
absolute massive array of different styles of float tanks. Go to floataway.com if you want to check them out. These are the guys who made the float around pool for the, uh, excuse me, for Liber in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, which ended up doing all sorts of customizations and interesting things that are now making it to the products that they're making today, which is really cool. Um, and uh, they also have different assets that you can add to them, vibration pads, things like that, that are actually really next level. We did buy these really cool, you know, it's not just a single uh, mat that goes underneath the uh, tran our Tranquility float tank. It's these interesting, oh my gosh, I think you have to go to the website to check it out, but they look like plungers and they're on a, on a, a grid uh, underneath a float tank that helps isolate vibrations and sound and it works out wonderfully. So there's just all sorts of innovation that's coming from FloatAway all the time. FloatAway.com, again, is where you want to go to check it out. I also want to give another thanks to people who are supporting us on Patreon. Thank you so much for that. Everybody who's bookmarking Amazon and doing their shopping through Amazon uh, this year, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's really sweet for taking the time to do that. Uh, I want to thank Amy, of course, uh, for being on the show, Brian for producing uh, tonight. And I think there's one other thing. Oh, just want to mention that we're available for consulting as well. If you want some extra support, um, looking at your numbers, your uh, blueprints, I mean, honestly, every step of the process to becoming open, find uh, find a consultant. I, I can't say that enough. I really, truly believe it. It makes a big difference. And we also love offering that service as well. But no matter what, do find somebody. Um, I think it's artofthefloat.com forward slash consulting, I believe, if you want to check that out. Beyond that, remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We will see you next week.